Amazing. All right. Okay, so continuing on in, uh, in Enyakos, we're learning through the Haggadah of Meseches Brachas right now. <clears throat> so we're up to, um, last week we, you know, obviously all, all these Haggadahs flow one into the next. But uh, what we spoke about last week was a, a particular uh, story that the Gemara was talking about regarding the, um, the schedule of David HaMelech. Right? When, would he, when would he wake up? Would he wake up before midnight, at midnight? As we spoke about last time, you know, in terms of the transition before midnight to after midnight, that whole sugya of Dov Melch waking up uh, for Tikin Chatzais and so on. So the Gemara, the Gemara continues, Ashkach. Let's go back up. So the Gemara continues on Daf. Um, the first Marmokim we have is a quote from the Gemara. It's on Gimel Mabes, the Dalav So the Gemara is again talking about the schedule of Dov And again, without, you know, whatever the details were from last week, by the t- sunrise he was for sure up. That's, that's for sure. By sunrise, he was up. So the Gemara says that already by sunrise, then the day's work begins, and uh, the, Gemara, the Gemara presents like, a, a, like a, a scenario. It wouldn't happen every day, obviously, but a type of scenario that could come to the desk of David Melech. So the Gemara says like this. Again, the first Marmokim, it's the Gemara, Gimel Beis, Kivan Once sunrise comes, which, by the way, is amazing because... Amura Shachar is, is Mamish the earliest, earliest that a person can daven Shachars. So instead of even giving, giving Davin Melch the time to daven, it's like immediately Tzarchet Sibur come to his desk. And that, that makes sense. To be Isaac with Tzarchet Sibur is a mitzvah, and it's Taicha, it's Isaac with Tzapatim in a mitzvah. So uh, this is, again, this following story or back and forth obviously it didn't happen every single day like this, but this is just an example of the type of thing that would come to Davin Melch. So Marmuk and the Roman just got started. So Kivan Sha'ala Murashachar, says the Gemara, once the Murashachar comes, so Nichnim Suchach Mi Yisrael Etzloi. So the Chachamim come to Davin Melch and they begin, uh, you know, what, what has to be taken care of today. So Amrulai. So they would say to him, let's say for example, Adinenu HaMelech, our master the king, Amchi Yisrael Tzichim Parnosa. You have to worry that the economy, Klai Yisrael's economy, is suffering. There's something going on with the economy. So Amr Lahem, so Davin Melch would say to them, so for example, L'chovit is Parnas Uzemizet. So, you know, he would say, okay, so let's try to figure out Eitzes about how to stimulate the economy within the context of, uh, of the Jewish community, of the, of the Jewish state. So let's, some, they would have a conversation about stimulating the economy. Amr Lai, and let's say sometimes would happen, that they didn't find an Eitzah to stimulate the economy from within. And so the example the Gemara says, they would say to him, for example, a handful of food doesn't satisfy a lion. In other words, uh, there's a, you know, it's, it, let's, say, let's say the deficit is huge, there's a lot of uh, issues with, the, with, the, with finances, and uh, people are, are poor and so on, so we need, uh, we need, to, come, so we need to come up with outside sources of, of funds. Another example sometimes they would say is that if you dig a bar, you dig a pit, then you take the dirt that you, t- that you, un- that you took out of that pit and to fill the pit back, it doesn't fill up again. It's like somehow, <laughs> magically, it doesn't, you can't find every grain of sand, you know, so to speak, to go back into the hole. So it's like uh, we've got to figure out some way to, to stimulate uh, growth in the, you know, in, the, in, the, in the market from, the, from an outside source. So so then sometimes the Eitz was Davinach would say Okay, so go to war and conquer new territory, and that would be a way to uh, to help the finances of Kali Yisrael. 
So fine, that would be that would be the Eitzah. Once David Melch says that, so now uh, the king has the right and, and, and the responsibility to go to war when need be. So says the Gemara, when a decision like that was made, the following process was followed. The first thing they would do was speak to Achitoifel. Achitoifel, at the time of David Melch, was not just the Tamar Chochem, uh, huge uh, tzaddik. Achitoifel was always considered to be a Baal Eitzah. Practical, you know, you know, someone that like sees a few steps ahead. So they would first take advice, take counsel with Achitoifel to see practically whether this is a, a good idea, how they would do it, and so on, different strategies. Speak to Achitoifel. Once you get the okay or the mahalach from Achitoifel, then you would, then Melch would then go get permission. And speak it over with the Sanhedrin. Rashi comments over there. I don't. You didn't have it inside, but Rashi comments that it, it's for a king to go to war. It doesn't necessarily mean that he needs the permission from the Sanhedrin. It could be a melchemes, uh, you know, a kivas yochid. It doesn't have to be with the permission of Sanhedrin. But he wants to get their their davening. He wants them. To, he wants them to be behind it. So he would speak to the Sanhedrin. And then step three, v'shoylem bor v'tumim. And then he would go to the Kain Gadol at the time and be shoyel and ask from the Urm Vertumim, the breastplate that the Kain Gadol would wear, whether he'll be Matzliach, what he should do, and so on, questions about the war. So those are the three steps. Get advice from Achitoifel, uh, counsel, practical counsel, go to the Sanhedrin to get their backing and their tefillahs, and then ask uh, questions from the Urm Vertumim about, about uh, going to war. Omar of Yosef, Rav Yosef said, Maikra, what's the source and Patsuk of these three steps? So the Gemara says, it says in Pasuk like this, Again, the Pasuk describes the, the, again, the, the officers of David Melch's court. So it first says, After Achitoifel was Benio Ben Yoyada. And then finally, And then, And then the general who is Yoyev. So says Rav Yosef, this Pasuk, you know, specifying all these people in David Melch's court, is not just telling you names of people, it's telling you a procedure. Achitoifel Zeyai. It's Achitoifel number one means that he's the first one to go to knows you get counsel from him. Kamashon Rakasov, like the Pasik says, Vatsas Achitoifel Asher Yotz Biyom Mehem Kasher Yishal Ish Bedvar Lekem. That speaking to Achitoifel, the clarity that you would get would be Mamish as if you spoke to Rabban Shalom. So Achitoifel means getting that counsel. Ben Yo Ben Yo The next person mentioned in the Pasuk is Ben Yo Ben Yo Ben Yo Ben Yo was was uh, the Avas Sanhedrin, was head of the Sanhedrin. So he represents the next step, which is asking counsel from the Sanhedrin. The third person mentioned in the Pasuk was Evyasar. Evyasar was a Kain Gadol. So that's a reference, Elu Unvertumim. So, and then finally, after those three steps, Vesar then you go to the general and you get the job done. So those are the three steps, says the Gemara, Achitoifel, Sanhedrin, and then finally Unvertumim. Okay, so what we're going to learn tonight for a little bit is. Um, as I think very interesting sugya, the halachas and the procedure of asking the Urm of What did that look like? What did that look like to ask questions? The king and others, we'll see who, asks questions from the, bre- from the Klein Gadol who's wearing the breastplate with, and the, the letters with shine, and you know, that's sugya of the Urm So we'll see about that. And Bez uh, Hashem, maybe after clarifying what that Indian is, halachically and in primius, what the Indian of the Rambatum is, maybe we could go back to the Gemara and understand a little bit better what, the, what this order is. Why Dav gets Achitoifel first, getting counsel, and then speaking to the Sanhedrin, and then Rambatum. Okay, so, but it, 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 it starts like this. The, the very source of this idea of there being a, a question, of asking questions of the Rambatum, 
You know what? By the way, even we'll see what the what the word umratuma means already. But the source is uh, is a pasuk. It's in uh, it's in Parshas Pinchas when the pasuk talks about Hashem telling Moshe Rabbeinu what's going to be when you go into Eretz Yisrael. You're not going to go, but when Yeshua ben Nun goes into Eretz Yisrael, so it says in pasuk describing in the context of going to war. So it says in pasuk that 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 Yeshua ben Nun when when he needs he should ask. He should ask questions of uh, of uh, of the kind Gadol, the Aaron's son at the time. Um, uh, which Elazar? Yeah, Elazar. So Aaron's son, Elazar. So he's the kind Gadol. He should v'shalai min urvatum. He should ask Elazar the kind Gadol. Ask of the urvatumim, and the Rebbeinu Shmuel says, and I'll and and he'll get the answer. So again, we we'll, we'll see we'll see uh, soon some of the details, but just the general idea is that we know that the Kohen Gadol wears Shemayna Begad and they ate the Big Day Kuna Gadayla and one of them is the Chayish and the breastplate with the stones and the kind, you know, with the stones each one representing a shaven and so on and so we'll see in a second something around revolving around the Chayish is called the Urm Vitumim, okay and uh, the question some of the Pasuk is describing that a question the king would ask the Kohen Gadol wearing the Urm Vitumim, wearing the, the Chayish and so on and somehow the answer would come. The puzzle doesn't really explain how and so on. That's what we'll see in a second. Okay, so... Huh? The question, we'll see. Well, he had to, we'll see in a second, he had to be wearing all the other Shemayin Begadim, but it was, the, it was from the Chayshin. So if you take a look at Marmokin number two, so just to get a little bit of a clarity what the return was. So in Marmokin number two, there's a Rashi in Parshas Tetzavah. So Rashi and Chumash in Parshas Tetzavah, Perach of Ches, Pasaglamit. So Rashi describes that the, what the, what the Urim Vatumim are and what causes the answer to come when the question is posed to the Kohen Gadol. So Rashi says that the Urim Vatumim was something separate from the Chayshin itself. The Chayshin itself, the breastplate with all the stones and so on, that's one of the Begadim. But says Rashi, the Urim Vatumim, which activated this Indian of being able to get answers, that was something else. Says Rashi, Huksav Shem HaMafayrash, that was a piece of parchment with the Shema Mepharish written on it, that was, that was placed in the folds of the Chayshin. The Chayshin was folded over. Inside was a cloth that had the Shema Mepharish. That's that cloth inside. That's called the Urm Betumim. The Urm Betumim means Meir Umetamim, that it illuminates and it clarifies. So that cloth inside, that was the source of the power, so to speak, of this Indian over the Urm Betumim. was an actual cloth inside. Now, most of the Rishayim, most Rishayim, when they talk about this Indian of asking questions of the Rambatumim, even if they go in this opinion of Rashi that there actually was a parchment inside the Chayshin with Shemus Akdashim on it, most Rishayim give the impression that it remained in the Chayshin and the question was posed to the Kohen Gadol. We'll see exactly how in a moment. But the question was posed and the answer came. Again, the process we'll see soon. But the, 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 uh, the cloth remained inside. There is a sheet from the Rabbah, Rabbah in Maramukka number three. So the Rabbah in his commentary to Chumash also goes with Rashi that it was an actual cloth of Shemus Akdashim placed in the Chayshin. But the Rabbah says the Chiddush. He writes, Vini Urvetumim, this Urvetumim, Hayumi Ir Mahanavua, would be Mo'ira, would awaken the power of Navua to allow the answer to come. When the kain was worthy of it, as we'll see soon, mm-hmm. and gaze upon them. The indication of the Rabag is, and Farshan um, make this point that according to Rabag, it seems that during the process of the question of to ask the kain gadol he would literally take out the cloth 
and meditate on the Shem Sakdashim. So that's an interesting thing. Again, most Rishonim say it was had to be inside. The truth is, according to some Rishonim, some Rashi Taisis and other in a few places, but according to some Rishonim, that cloth not only not only would he not take it out, he wouldn't be allowed to. That cloth was considered to be part of the Chayshin. It's part of the Big Day Kahuna. What's considered to be a kosher Chayshin is a Chayshin that has a, the, the cloth inside of the Shem Saktashim. So you can't just take it in and out. You would, be, you would then be Mechusr Begadim. You would be wearing, uh, you know, a, a, a missing Chayshin. It would be like, like one of the stones would be missing, you know? It's no good. So the Rabag obviously was not like that. That it could be taken in and out and so on, but that's the you know it's that cloth that makes the process work. But you literally have to meditate on the sham sectation in order for that to happen. Okay, that's the sheet of the Robag. Anyway, so this is all in one camp of Rashi, the Robag, and the Ramban, other Rishayim. That it was literally there's the Chayshin, but besides the Chayshin, there's this cloth of sham sectation that's called the Urvatumim. The Rambam is not like that. The Rambam in in Hilchas Bechira and in Hilchas Klei Amikdash, wherever he talks about the Big Day Kuna Gedayla, the Rambam nowhere makes any mention of this cloth, nowhere, and um, and so that that's that. So the, the Achrenim make a point of this is that in the Rambam it seems clear that there was no cloth; it was just the Chayshin itself. The Chayshin had this power to bring answers when it was asked, when the questions were asked properly. But there wasn't, it wasn't because of any particular cloth of Shem Saktoshim. It seems to be clear from the fact that Rambam doesn't even mention it anywhere of there being this cloth. The Rambam technically holds like the Rambam, <coughs> because Rambam says it's not Ma'akiv. So didn't it's, exist. Exactly. So, so well, it's not the Rambam. It doesn't exist. The Rambam said it was there, it's just he took right, it out. Right, but, but the Rambam held that if he took it out, it didn't Possible, yeah, it? yeah. In terms of what the chayshin is, they yeah, they yeah, agree yeah, that it was just yeah. the chay- yeah, exactly. But but uh, what urvatum is right? right. right. So Maramaka number four. So this is a uh, a pierce of the Rav Avram Ben Rambam in his commentary to Chumash. So again, like I said, in the Rambam, it's clear from the fact that he doesn't mention anything ever about such a cloth. Rav Avram Ben Rambam says it openly. So he says, "Dikta kalosh and Moira." When you just read the psukim, it might give the impression shaur vetumim davar zulas havanim. That there's such a thing called the chayshin with the stones, and then there's something else that's called the Tumim, this cloth that many Rishonim hold, uh, you know, you have to be placed in, and so on. The chachamim is but says the Rambam, the chachamim say not like that. Again, that's the way he, you know, his tradition from his father, and so on. What, what the chachamim hold, but according to Chazal, he says not like that. Shehem lavanim. The word Urvatumim is not a description of some other thing inside the chayshin. It's a description. That's what the chayshin is called. The stones of the Cheshit themselves were called Urvatumim. It's because they, they, they are called Urvatumim because they have this Kayach of telling over the future and being able to give answers to the questions that were asked of them. So this is a general, just number one, Machlag is what exactly was, what are the Urvatumim? Like what, what does it mean to ask of the Urvatumim? Does it mean this other cloth in the Cheshit or does it mean the stones themselves? Now we'll see in a second where this Machlag is you know, there, there's you know, there's something that comes from this machlokes. We'll see soon. Okay, but that's just in terms of what the what we say over tumim. Like, what are we what are we talking about? Is this other cloth inside that was the source of the answer, or was the chesed itself? But now let's see the process of what it what it looked like when you would ask the over tumim question. As Hashem, it should be uh, it should be mamish alach lamaisa. You know, we should have Mashiach and Sheol to to know what this looks like. So let's take a look. There's a Mishnah. In Meseches Yuma that talks about this. So it's Maramukah um, number five. There's a Mishnah in Yuma, Nayan Aleph, Amid Beis. Okay, this is the last Mishnah in the seventh parak of Meseches Yuma. The first six, first seven parakim of Meseches Yuma are all about basically 
Yom Kippur and the Beis Hamikdash, all the, the avoda of the Beis Hamikdash, and so on. The last parak of you must talk about Yom Kippur, the halachas of Yom Kippur, fasting, and so on. There's the, la- the last Mishnah in the section of Yuma talking about the Beis Hamikdash. So it says like this: Be'elu nishalim burvatumim. The Mishnah right before was talking about the big day kunagadayla, all the clothing of the kain gadol, and it says Be'elu nishalim burvatumim that that you you if you want to ask burvatumim a question. You have to ask the kain gadol when he's wearing all eight clothing. So that's number one, says the Mishnah. He has to be wearing all of the big dekuna to ask, to be asked. Fine, that's number one. Then says the Mishnah, who gets to ask, who, who, who's asking and what types of questions? So says the Mishnah like this, shalin, el bezin, Says the Mishnah, the, 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 the one who could ask a question would be the following people. A melech, a king. Av Bezdin, in other words, the Sanhedrin, asking a question, or anyone that the Tzibur needs. Anyone that the Tzibur needs. Now, the Achrena point out, well, one second, once you tell me the last uh, personality, someone that the Tzibur needs, like that sort of includes the king and the Av Bezdin. So why does the Mishnah have to enumerate specifically the king, the Av Bezdin of the Sanhedrin, or anyone that is a Tzibur personality? I mean, the... the the, the, just say that, and you take care of the other categories as well. So the Achrenim make a point, the following, is that what the Mishnah is trying to tell us is the following, that if you're the king, some, you, you could, you, you're, then, then automatically you could ask the Ritum whatever question you want. Let's say, it's a private issue. Like the king has a private Indian that he wants to be Shailaitza from. It's not, a, it's not a, a matter of national security. He happens to be, he's the king. Or the Av Bezdin. It's the Av Bezdin. He's not asking a, a, a national security question, but something that's uh, personal Indian, but he's the Av Bezdin. So what the mission is trying to tell us is that if you're the Melech, you could ask. Whatever the question is, it could be private, but you could ask. If you're an Av Bezdin, you could ask. If you're not a Melech, you're not the Av Bezdin, then you could ask if it's something of Tzarech Tzibur, Misha Tzibur Tzarech So those are the two, those are, that's what the mission is trying to say. So in terms of who's going to ask, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're if to ask private uh, issues, you have to either be a melech or the avbezin. If it's not the say it again. The rabbi, what's the problem? This is the mishnah. Yeah, what's the problem? The rabbi says the whole way it works with the kain looking. No, no, no. The, the kain gadol is, is he's the one that's getting that getting the answers. We're talking about who's asking the question. Mm-hmm. What questions is he coming to answer? The questions that he's coming to answer are it's a melech or an avbezin could ask any questions they want, even private matters. If it's someone that's not a melech or not bezdin, then the question that they have to ask is of national security. Those are the those are the that's in terms of, of who's asking and what types of questions can be asked. Okay, Maramok number six comes the Gemara in Yuma on Ayin Gilman with Aleph and now breaks down the procedure of what of what it looks like. To, how do you ask? So now we again we know we know uh, who you're asking, which is the the wearing the umratumim. What umratum are we just talked about? We know what types of person, who is asking what types of questions. Again, a melech or an avbezdin. It could be even private in Yanim or anyone else if it's a national security question. But the other question is, what's the procedure? How do you ask? So it says the Gemara like this. Tana Rabban the rabbi is taught. Again, we're just working through the details and then we'll see the Panimia soon. So Tana Rabban the rabbi is taught. Kate said Shailun. How do you ask? What's the, what's the tzur? So it says the, it says the, the Gemara like this. We'll, we'll, we're we're going to... We'll, we'll, let's read through the Gemara first, and then we'll break it down slowly, according to the Rishayim. So says the Bryce like this: Hashoyel pun of Kalpinishal. The questioner is facing the the one that's being asked. In other words, whoever is asking the question, the Shoyel is facing the Kohen Gadol. 
We'll have to see what that means exactly. He's facing the Kohen Gadol. The Hanishal, and the one that's being asked, in other words, the Kohen Gadol, Panov Kalpi Shechina. He's facing the Shechina. What the Shechina means, we'll see. But that's the, the position, right? So the person that's asking the Shoyal is facing the Kohen Gadol, and the Kohen Gadol is facing the Shechina. Okay. Hashoyal Oimer, the questioner then asks, uh, he has to ask something very, Tzumzach, very specific and very sharp. Should I chase after this, you know, uh, this, uh, this enemy? Uh, something very specific and targeted. And then the one that's being asked, the Kohen Gadol, would respond, So says Hashem, Go and you'll be Matzliach. That would be the response. Rabbi Yudah says, Rabbi Yudah says, no, the Kohen Gadol would not have to introduce the answer with the statement of Kohen Hashem. He would just be able to say straight, We'll see the significance of this soon, whether he says say Kohen Hashem, doesn't have to say Kohen sounds like just a detail. We'll see soon. Huh? So we'll see soon exactly how. We'll see soon exactly how. So the way, the, the, the Gemara, is, we'll see in a second. So says the Gemara like this, point number two, in terms of asking the question, when you ask the question, again, number one, it has to be, you know, specific and targeted. And the, when you ask the question, how you ask the question, you cannot, you're not allowed to yell it out. You can't say it in a loud voice where everyone around can hear. Because the Pasuk says, describing the process, that you ask, that he asks. In other words, the indication being that only, the, only he hears it. Only he hears it. And it says the Gemara, on the other hand, it can't just be your thinking. You have to verbalize the question, because it does say you have to ask it. So there has to be a verbalization, but, it's not, but you should not be, make it loud enough that everyone around can hear. Rather, so what, so what should you do? You do it in a way how, how Chana would daven. Right? Everyone knows the story with Chana, that she was davening, how we daven Shemineser, which is that you move your lips, loud enough maybe that you could hear, but no one else. That's how the question was posed. So really no one... You know, it's a it, 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 very, very low voice. And uh, that's how the question should be asked. That's a, I, just, I talked about that once. It's, it's a big shayla. Uh, some place can say yes. According to Kabbalah and Hasidus, not so much. You should be mamish silent. But that's a discussion. But in the Gemara, in the Bavli, the way it's talked about is that, yeah, you say it loud enough that only you can hear. No one else, but only you. We'll see soon. We'll see soon. We'll see soon. Shinemar. So it says in Pasuk, V'chana hi medaber saliba, that Chana was uh, speaking in, in a way that was like speaking to herself. So that's the Gemara. Ne- n- final step, again, we're going to break down all these points in a moment. S- final step of the Gemara, in terms of asking the question, Ein shaylin shnei dvarm ke'acha. You, you cannot ask two questions. One question at a time. One question at a time. You can't ask a bunch of questions, a, a laundry list of issues. doesn't work like that. You have one question at a time. Vim shal. And if a person does ask a bunch of questions, Ein machzirin ala echad. You're going to get the answer to the first one you asked. The Ein machzirin la elarishin. So you're only going to get one answer, and it's going to be the first question you asked. Okay, so that's the, that's the procedure. Say it again. So, yeah, so that, that, the Gemara talks about that. That the Gemara breaks it down, that there are some types of questions that automatically require two responses. The, the Gemara talks about it. You'll, you'll take a look in the Gemara, you'll see over there. But let, let, okay, let's break down what we saw so far. Now, by the way, just in terms of what you asked, how the answer came to the Kain Gadol, we'll see about that soon. The Gemara records the Machlekes, it didn't bring it down over here, Machlekes between Rabbi Yechanan and Rish Lakish. Rabbi Yechanan says that what would happen is, is that the Kain Gadol, 
it's a question whether anyone else saw this but the Kain Gadol, but the, 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 the letters on the, on the Chayshen, right, because the stones of the Chayshen had letters on them. So he, the letters that would, that would answer the question would be illuminated, and the Kain Gadol would have to, you know, put it all together in order to say the proper response. That's Rabbi Yechanan. Rish Lakish says that it went even further. Not only were the letters illuminated, but the letters themselves appeared in the proper order. Um, and that was where the answer came from. That's Machlagis Rabbi Yechanan. Rish we passed him like Rabbi Yechanan that, that the Kain Gadol had to put the letters together. He had to put the letters together. That's uh, Isis Baltus. We'll see that soon, how it's recorded in the Rambam. But anyway, yeah? According to Rabbi Yechanan, would the Kain Gadol ever mess up? I mean, did he have to have a so that we'll see, right? So we'll see. We'll see that soon in the Rambam that Enochanami. Uh, in order for this to work, the Kain Gadol had to be someone on an intense level of Ruch Hakodesh. Say it again, right? So that's a famous vart from the Vilna Gaon, right? Over there, it wasn't technically even over Tumim, right? There's no. There was, I mean, it wasn't go, following this procedure of like an, a national security question. Like, Huh? No, 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 but I'm saying, the, the, but that, that thing that you're talking about, Shikaira and, and Keshera, that's a var from the, yeah, it's not, the, the Gemara doesn't say that, that's a, it's a var from the Grub, but the point is... But here you're learning from Hanan, so... No, no, I know, but... What was the procedure then? No, 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 it's not, doesn't, it's not, the, the, the Gemara is just saying Pshat Vishola and, and comparing it to Khan. it's not being learned from Khan. Khan was not a story of Rambatomim, there, there was no question of national security in that case. Again, there's a... You see, that var from the Groy is that there was some Indian that the Kain Gadol could always sort of tap into it, but it's not technically, a, you know, the halachas of Vermutum over there. If the Kain Gadol wasn't that level, then there wouldn't be an answer? It wouldn't, no, no, it would not work. We'll see, we'll see soon about that, Mamash. It would not work. The question is, how can I have an argument? It either happened or it didn't. It, it, both of them happened before their lifetime. I'm like, what, what, is that, what does that Masaikas come from? Like, okay, it's a... Uh, Masaira. Masaira. It was a Masaira of Machlekes. Could be. I don't know. Okay, it's not like it. All right, let's break it down. So, Nachmal. So, the first thing, let's break down some of the halachas. The first thing we saw that the, the Gemara said is the position of the question and answer. So, the, all the Bryce said was that the, question, the questioner, the Shayel, faces the Kain Gadol, and the Kain Gadol faces the Shechina. What does that mean? So, if you take a look at Rashi, so in Marmokka number seven, Rashi and that Gemara explains as follows. Again, Rashi's opinion was that the Urva Tumim that was activating this whole thing was literally a cloth that had the Shem Sakdashim on it. Says Rashi, that's what we mean when we say the Kain Gadol faces the Shechina. In other words, the Kain Gadol would be looking down at the Chayshim. He would be facing the Shechina. So says Rashi, this is the procedure. The, they would, the Kain Gadol would be, would be the, 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 the person asking the question would be, facing the Kohen Gadol, and the Kohen Gadol would have his head down, looking at the Chayshin. So it would be like sort of face to face, but the Kohen Gadol's head would be down. That was the, that was the process. That's what the Gemara means. Kalpi Shechina, says Rashi, means Kalpi Yorva Tumim, V'shem HaMafur, Shebetai Chayshin. So that's how Rashi describes the scenario. That's what the Gemara means, according to Rashi. <clears throat> now, the Rambam is not like that. Again, the Rambam we saw is that there is no cloth inside the Chayshin. So when the Gemara says the Kohen Gadol faces the Shechina, it doesn't mean he's facing Shem Hashem. In the, there is no Shem Hashem in the Chayshin. So what's the Shechin? What are you talking about? So it says the Rambam like this. Marmokka number eight is the Rambam in Hilchus Klei Amikdosh, Perak Yud. The Ketzat Shailin. So again, based on our Gemara, how do you ask the Vatum a question? So Oymet HaKayin, the Kayin would stand up, the Kayin Gadol would be standing. Upana Lufnei HaOren. And he would be facing the Oren HaKadosh. He wouldn't be in the Kadosh HaKadshim, obviously, but he would be facing... The direction of the Kaddish Hakadosh will be facing the Aron. 
Now, that's what the Gemara means, according to the Rambam, when it says that the Kohen Gadol will be facing the Shechina, meaning facing the Aaron. But now you have an interesting thing. One second. The simple reading of the Gemara is that the Kohen Gadol faces the Shechina, which now means facing the Aaron, and the person asking faces the Kohen Gadol, which means that now you have the person asking the question, his back is to the Aaron. That's not so nice. So, 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 so because the Rambam learns that the Kohen Gadol is facing the Aaron, so now the Rambam has to learn differently than Rashi what it means that the questioner is facing the Kohen Gadol. Because we don't want the questioner's back to be, to be towards the Aaron and blocking the Kohen Gadol from facing the Aaron. So says the Rambam like this, Ketzat Shalom again, how do you ask? So Ayman HaKayim, the Kohen stands, Upanav Lufnei Aaron, he's facing the Aaron, Vashayol Mi'achrav, and the questioner is facing the back of the Kohen Gadol. So that's what's going on. So when the Gemara says that the questioner is facing the Kohen Gadol, it doesn't mean face-to-face. It means face-to-back. Okay, so I'm, I'm asking the question, let's say. I'm asking the question of the Kohen Gadol. I don't see his face. I see his back. The Kohen Gadol is facing the Kodesh HaKadosh and facing the Aron. Now, by the way, just a little bit on the side, this Indian of facing the Aron, so it's, it's a big discussion. Does that mean there has to mamish be an Aron? Let's say they're in the second base of Migdash. We'll see in a second. In the second base of Migdash, there was no Aron there. So the Rambam, by the way, makes a point that none of this would work in the second base of Migdash because the Kohen Gadols were not on the level. But the Rambam doesn't say because there was no Aron. So according to the Rambam, they had the, they had the Chayshen. They had the Chayshen. According to the other Shittas, that according to the other shittas that that the, that it was the cloth, then it depends. If you hold that the that it's part of the chayshin, then they had to have that cloth. If you hold not like that, like the, the Gemara says, the Gemara says in, in, in Yuma they didn't have the rivatum. But the question is, what that means? Does that mean it didn't work, or does it mean they didn't have it? So that's the that's exactly no exactly. Yeah, the chayshin, right? The chayshin for sure they had that. You can't have it be chayshin without it. So that's what I'm saying. So if you hold again, it depends what you mean by your rivatum, right? According to the Rambam. They certainly had a chayshen, so it means that it didn't, it, didn't, it didn't work. But again, the point is, the Rambam says it didn't work because the kain gadol was not on the madrig, and not because there was no aron. So uh, indicating that you don't need the aron per se, you need the place of the aron, something like that. Anyway, that's the discussion. Where is he standing here? <clears throat> he's not standing in the kaddish He's standing in the base of the English, facing. If you're so close to the Kaddish HaKadshem, especially, he, he's supposed to be facing it. So like, he can't have anything in between blocking him. He's supposed to be facing the arm. So the Ramah says the person would be facing his back. Okay, that's in terms of the next halacha. One second. So the next, then, then the, the Bryce then went on to talk about how loud the person should be asking. So again, in the Gemara, it said, that it shouldn't be asked in a loud voice. And it shouldn't just be a thought. It has to be enunciated Similar to Chana. So what exactly does that mean, though? So um, if you take a look, let, 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 here, let's, let's pause for a second the Rambam. Take a look at Marmok number 9. So Taisvis Yishonim, in Meseches Yum over there, explains that Vishal Loi, when the Gemara says that, that you have to ask, that the person asks the question, Kolaymer, Shalayishma El Says Taisvis, what the Gemara means is that certainly the Kain Gadol should hear what you're saying. In other words, so the way Tysus learns is that, yeah, the Gemara means that the question shouldn't be asked in a loud voice that everyone, you know, and like, like that. Yeah, it has to be in a lower, in a lower tone, but certainly the Kohen Gadol has to, hear, has to hear your voice. That would be the simple, I guess, probably shy, you're asking the Kohen Gadol, so you want, he needs to hear. What's interesting is that the Rambam is not like that, or at least it sounds not like that in the Rambam. 
According to the Ramah, as we'll see in a second, it sounds that Mamish, the question was said, Mamish, in a, like Yudav and Shmanesri, that no one here, even the Kohen Gadol didn't hear it. The answer came. The answer came, but he didn't know, he didn't hear the question from you. What, why, why is that? How do I see it in the Rambam? So take a look. Let's go back to Marmokka number eight. Again, the Ketzat, let's just read it, read it straight again. The Ketzat Charlotte, how did you ask? So, Oymet HaKayin, again, the Kayin Gadol stands, Upana Lufneha Aron, and his face is towards the Aron. That means towards the Shechina. Vashayel Mi'achrav. And the person asking the question is behind the Kayin Gadol, facing the back of the Kayin Gadol. Panav La'achri HaKayin. His face is towards the back of the Kayin. Vashayel Mi'achrav. And then the, the questioner poses the question, Ella, Eloi, Ella, well, should I go, should I not go? Well, you know, whatever the question is. Now it says around like this, Ve'ena shalva kol ram. He should not be asking the question in a loud voice, that's the Gemara. Ve'loi mahar belibai, and he shouldn't be just thinking it. Ella bakol namach, rather he should be saying it in a low voice, in a low tone. Kemisha mispal ben lovin like someone who davins by themselves. Like someone who davins by themselves. Now, the Achorinah point out, again, every word in the Ramam is measured. Why would the Ramam have to add in that sentence that rather it should be in a low voice, He said, The Achorinah make a point that if the, if the Rambam, again, in the, the Gemara is, talks about with Chana because it's trying to elaborate, but the Rambam is always much more succinct. If the Rambam is mentioning, The Achorinah point out that it sounds from the Rambam that the voice should mamish be low. Just like in Shemun Esrei, no one else is supposed to hear. So, so to over here, no one is supposed to hear. Not, not the Kohen Gadol either. Not like Tysus, where you're asking and just make sure only the Kohen Gadol hears, not a loud voice. Mamish, no one's supposed you just, you're, you're just talking, you're mamish like Davin Shemun you move your lips like Davin Shemun Esrei, and uh, the answer comes to the Kohen Gadol. How Come, it, yeah. Whisper or, 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 no, or, no, or no sound? Like the Rambam's no, Rambam, Rambam sheet is that you should say loud enough that only you hear, but right. no one else. So again, he's so comparing it to the avening. He's, he's sitting behind him, he's basically whispering in his ear. But on, no, 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 only to himself, he, only to himself, that's the point. Only, uh-huh, just like Shemun Esri. Only to himself, that no one else could hear. That's the question of the I'm not getting into that. But the point right. is that, he, that, that in the Rambam, the point is that the question that's being posed, no one hears. No one hears. No one hears. Not the Kohen Gadol. Mm-hmm. Not even the Kohen Gadol. And, uh, so, how, the, so that, that's the Rambam. Okay. Again, we'll see all these points soon when we get to the Pneumis okay. to, to explain more. Then the Rambam then continues. Now again, like I said, like always try to remember, the Rambam's language is, you have to be, you know, it's very meticulous. It says the Rambam like this. So fine, so this is what it looks like, the question that was posed, and so on. Umiyad ruach ha-kaydish loivish loshan. Immediately, umiyad. Immediately, Ruach HaKadosh would envelop the Kain Gadol. Umabit B'chayshen. He would then gaze upon the Chayshen. Beroya by Bemar Hanavua, and then see with a vision of prophecy. Alei Oloi The answer to the question: Go or don't go. Whatever you know. Whatever the appropriate answer was. Ba'aisis Shabaltis Mina Chayshen. Kineged Panov with the, the the letters that would be sticking out uh, in front of his face in a prophetic vision. So in the Rambam, it's clear that no one else saw this. It's not like. Uh, you know, no one else saw that was going on. But by the Kohen Gadol, it was some sort of prophetic vision that the Isis would be sticking out and he would put it all together. And then the Kohen would respond, Go, don't go, whatever the answer was, the Kohen Gadol would say. Okay, so that's the basic procedure. Now there's a few questions let's, let's, let's ask now and then we'll, 
get into the kishkas of what this Indian of the Urim Vatum is and this, this whole sugya. One question, one, one detailed question, I guess. Let's put it this way. Two detailed questions and one more of a bigger picture question. One detailed question. The Raman that we just read, when the Raman describes how the answer comes, the Raman said, Umiyad immediately Ruch HaKadosh would envelop the Kohen Gadol. First of all, the Gemara never says that. It's a funny thing. The Ram, uh, you have to find the source for that. The Ram, umiyad, immediately. What, 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 and let's say it takes two seconds. Like, so, okay, you know, we'll, we'll wait. It's not a big deal. It's a, evidently, there's a halacha. Like, it's, like it, it, procedurally, the way the Ram work is that it has to be miyad. If it's not going to be miyad, it's not, it's, then that's not the Ram It's not how it functions. You know, when it comes to nevuah, that's a funny thing. Because it comes to nevuah, it's mahalach. Can't just Moshe uh, Rabbeinu is immediate. Any other navi, it's not immediate. So it's a very, very interesting thing that this is a Maran Havu. The Raman describes it as a vision of prophecy, but it has immediately. Okay, it's an interesting thing. Number one, number two. If you remember, um, I didn't quote for you in the Rambam where he quotes this. It's the next halacha, but we saw it in the Gemara. The Gemara said that there's a special halacha with the Rambam one question at a time, mm-hmm. one question at a time. No laundry list of questions, or whatever. And if you ask a bunch of questions. You're only getting the first, an- the first questions, uh, you ask, uh, that's the answer to that, and that's it. So, okay, fine, I guess, exeris akasav, das is das, you know, that's how, the fun- that's how it works. But why? Like, what's, what's the Indian that it has to be, like, the first question? Like, yeah. like, why not? Okay. Those are the two detailed questions. Now one general one. Where does the Rambam put this? Where does the Rambam, in, in what section of halacha does the Rambam talk about this in of asking questions of the Kangal or Vatum? So it's interesting. Where would I have put it? I don't. I would probably have put this in Hilchas Malachim, maybe, or Hilchas Sanhedrin, or Hilchas Mamrim. Sections talking about inyanim of national security matters, or inyanim of people that are, you know, top positions. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a second. The, the Rambam talks about the Hilchas of Nevuah, for example, in Hilchas Malachim, uh, in. in um, <coughs> In Hilchas uh, Malachim a little bit, Hilchas Mamrim. There's places where he talks about leadership and, and people like this. I don't. That's probably where I would put this. So, so that that Haloidover that itself we need to we need to explain. But the Raman puts this in like you said. It's in Hilchas Klei Amikdash. At the end, where he talks about again the whole the whole the, the, the context over there in Hilchas Klei Amikdash, the Raman is talking about the concept of Sheva Levi being separated from the rest of Klal Yisrael, and then within Sheva Levi the Kahanim. He talks about the, kind, the regular Kahanim, and then the Kain Gadol, and the Big Day Kuna and then finally he, to, ends, uh, he talks about this in the Urim Vatum. Again, it's obviously rel- we understand that it's 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 connected to the Kain Gadol. He's the one that you're asking, but I, I don't know if I would have put it there. I mean, this is not this is not. I don't know if I would have said this is Hilch's big day Kuna Gedayla. This is this is this is big day national security and Yonim. It's the way. The, yes, the, the, in order for it to find, the way in which you get particular answers is using this method of the of the Kohen Gadol. I don't know if I would again, I'm not asking this biggest question in the world that you can't you like go sleep at night. But it's like I don't know if I would have put this in Hilch's Klei Mikdash. Is it one of the big day Kuna? Is it one of the big day? Well, according to again, you're using the big day Kuna. I get it. I'm not again. I understand <laughs> it's associated. Huh? In the right, again, you're using the big dekun. I get it, but it's not. But this is this is this is uh, oh, the, the, it, you're, it, the big dekun of are now being used as an instrument of telling you prophetic visions about national security. The halachas of big dekun, hilchas klei hamigdash, are talking about primarily big dekun and their function in terms of avoid the space of migdash. 
This is a new function that the big dikkun have. Again, I'm not asking the biggest question in the world. Why is it there? I get it. You're using big dikkun. I get it. But it's yeah, right. It's it still feels something that's more relevant to hilchas malachim. You want to know? Huh? Vandanath, right. So it's a, I, I, that's where I would put it. So I, to me, it's a little bit of a ha'ara, I guess. Why would it be in Hilchus Klein Megdash? Okay. So it's like this. There's a, a vart from the Rugged Shabbat. Now, this, this, I put it this way. This definitely, the Rugged Shabbat definitely says something about the Ramatom. That's for sure. I, I, can't be, I, I can't guarantee that I understand it 100% what he's saying. But this, this, is my, this is what I think. So if, it's, uh, if, if, if this is what he means... If it's not, then, then, it's, then it's what I'm saying, uh, being inspired by the words of the Rav Chavar, and I'm probably wrong, but I'll cope on it. This is what it is. Let's, 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 there's a couple of Gemaras that we need to hear first. Okay, take a look at Marmokim number 10. There's an interesting halacha. The Gemara says in Yuma, one fascinating halacha when it comes to the Ravitumim, and it's unique. We have to figure this out. The Gemara says in Yuma, I give him a base like this. We know the halacha is when a Navi says a prediction, when a Navi prophesizes about a future event, can that event ever be undone? Can, I mean, would the Rabbanu ever change his mind? Can, is there such a thing as a Navua not coming, not coming true? So the Gemara says, it is possible. A Navua that was said for a, pos, a positive Navua always comes true. A negative Navua, if Klaisel does tshuva or whatever, then that can be, that can be undone. Says the Gemara in Yuma like this, fascinating. Ve'afal navi chazeres. Even if it's true that under certain circumstances the gezer of a navi can be taken back and a navua might not come, come true, gezeris umratum ain't chazeris. Says the Gemara Yuma, whatever the answer is for the umratumim, done deal. It's never going to change. Shenamar, the Pasik, the Gemara was a Pasik, but Mishpat to Urim. Says describing the, 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 you know, the answer for the Ravatum, Mishpat. And the word Mishpat means that, that's the law, that, it's not changing anywhere. Okay, so, that, the, so this is the Gemara Yuma. Again, so the Rugged Shavar begins with that Gemara of like, okay, that's an interesting thing, that like somehow, all of a sudden, the Urvatumim, it, it's not just like a different type of Navi. Like, like, you have a Navi, like Navi Yishai, Navi Yirmiya, so they, have, they are vessels for Navua. And the Navua that comes to the world through Yishai and Navi, if it's a negative thing, it can be undone. But all of a sudden now, like Urvatumim, that Navua can't, can't change, like, Sepas. Okay. Take a look at Marmok number 11. It's the Gemara in Ervin, Mem Heimad Aleph. The Gemara is talking about a mice over there with Davra Melech. The, the Lubavitch Rebbe used to, used to quote this Gemara a lot when it came to uh, the Indian of Eretz Yisrael and, and uh, the Shtachim and so on. I'm not going to get involved with it. It's too heart-wrenching. But the, the Gemara talks about the following thing. The Gemara says that the Pelishtim began to invade Kla Yisrael's territory with the, with the, 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 the exclusive objective of just stealing grain. Like, that was the only thing they were interested in. They're not interested in taking territory, they're not hurting Yidin. They just are coming to steal grain. And, and Dovnach knew it. That's their whole objective. So the question that Dovnach was dealing with is that can he be Michal Shabbos to go fight against the Plishtim, who we know, that, well, they're just trying to take some grain. Is that worthy enough to be Michal Shabbos or not? The Gemara comes out that yes, if uh, Goyim are coming, invading Jewish territory, even for Mamish, uh, for Mamish, Dick and Yonim, you go on your Mechal Shabbos in order to stop them because we know where it leads. So the, that, that's the Gemara. So the Gemara is dealing with this que- the, 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 how Dov Melch came to that point. The Gemara says that Dov Melch asked the Urvatumim. So the Gemara is figuring out, we know, we, that's what we know. That was the scenario. And Dov Melch definitely asked the question of the Urvatumim at the time. The question is, what, what did he ask? So the Gemara says, Says the Gemara, what did Dov Melch ask the Urvatumim? 
Ilema, if do you suggest that Davnach asked Ishari Yasser? That he asked the halachic question of the Rambatumim, am I allowed to be Machal Shabbos for this purpose? Am I not? Hari Bezdina Shal Shmuel Ramasi Kaim, says the Gemara, then what are you asking the Vatum for? You have the Bezdin of Shmuel Ramasi, you have a Sanedrin, ask the Sanedrin that. What are you asking the Vatumim for? El rather says the Gemara, that wasn't the question that he asked. He asked the Sanedrin that question, and the answer from the Sanedrin was, you're allowed to. The question was, am I going to be Matzlich or not? So I asked the Ragachov one second. That's a very funny description of the Gemara. The, the Gemara says he definitely didn't ask the Urm Vatumim. Am I allowed to do this or not? Because you have uh, Shmuel. Ask Shmuel. And let's say you didn't have Shmuel. Sounds like, you, th- sounds like then you would ask the Urm Vatumim. Oh, ask the Ragachov or Tarla B'Shemayimi. Ain't over Rishalich. How do you ask a Halachic Shah from Vatumim? It's not a matter of like, oh, you, you have Shmuel, ask Shmuel. Let's say you didn't have Shmuel, then, then it's okay. So well, well, the Gemara sounds like it's just like, you know, uh, it's, uh, the, the person to go to is, is to Shmuel and Avi. How could you ask such a question during Vatumim? There's another Gemara, Maramaka number 12. There's a Gemara in Tamura. The Gemara talks about uh, another, a, a similar diak that the Raghachar brings out. The Gemara says in Tamura that uh, when, we'll see it inside, Amr of Yitzhak Nafcha, of Yitzhak Nafcha said, Avchatas Shemesu Baaleha Nishtakach of Meyavali Shal Moshe. Says the Gemara, when Moshe Rabbeinu was nifter, so the Agmas Nefesh that Kalah Yisrael had caused them to forget a number of halachas, and including in that halacha was the halacha of what happens with a carbon chatas that a person designated for themselves and the person, the owner passes away. Like, what do you do now with the carbon chatas? Okay. The Gemara says, the, the, we forgot what, what the halacha was. And so says the says Rav Yisrael so they wanted to, to, to remember. So, Amru Pinchas, Shal. So they went to Pinchas. Pinchas was a Navi. And they asked, them, they asked Pinchas, no, uh, what's the answer? We want to get the, the halacha back. So Amr so, so Pinchas answered, I can't, you know, I can't, I can't ask Nevoah. Amr Lazar. And then they went to the Kain Gadol and asked the Lazar, Mitzad Urm Vatumim. Shal, asked the Rabbani Shalom, they want to ask. Amr Lehem, to that he responded, After Meshach Rabbeinu, no other Navi can introduce new halachas or even bring back halachas that are forgotten. A Navi can't do that. So ask the Raga Chavar, one second. The, 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 why, why is it that when they asked Pinchas as a Navi, the response was Tarla B'Shemayim? And then when they asked Elazar as the Kain Gadol of Tumim, why didn't he just give the same answer, Tarla B'Shemayim? He didn't give that answer. He gave something else. That the only person that could introduce mitzvahs is Maishar Rabbeinu now. No other, no other person can introduce mitzvahs. Why not give the same response as Pinchas, as Tarla B'Shemayim? And Bechlal, what's Klai Yisrael thinking? They already asked Pinchas. And you got the answer to the Shemayim. We're going to a second opinion. Like, well, well. So what's going on over here? So says the Raghat Shavar like this. Again, I'll share with you the words and you'll, you'll, you'll see if I'm making the right conclusion. I don't know. My Raghat number 13. Says the Raghat Shavar like this. It's in Tinyana, page 134. V'sham v'sham mishpat. hadin. Okay, so what I think the Raghat Shavar is saying is as follows. And it's going to sound like, you know, Mamish Chesidus, but the Raghat Shavar does this all the time, so it's not a shocking thing if this is what he means. What's Urm Vatumim? The Urm Vatumim, again, on the Pashup Shai, you go, okay, it's just another vehicle for Nevuah to come into the world. But that's, that, that, if, that's a tr- if that's how it works, then why would it... Why would any then, then? Why would the message of the Rambam never, you know, be taken back? 
Nevoah is taken back sometimes. And why is the Gemara avoiding this issue of Tarla Vishmai being a Ratumim? So the Yisodim the, the of is not just Nevoah. The Yisodim of is, we know the Chazal say, Istakal Baraisa Baralma. What, what is, when we look at, like I, sp- I was speaking about this by Lakut Maranshir Sunday morning, when I, when I, I'm looking at the table right now, yeah? What am I looking at? Looking at a table. I'm not looking at tire, I'm looking at a table. That's not true. That's because I don't have good eyes. If I really, really had good eyes, you know what I would see? There's a famous Maestro Baltanya, right? At the end of his life, he's sitting uh, on his deathbed, right? And he's, he's looking up and he sees, you know, his grandson at Semach he says, Mendel, what do you see? So someone looks up, he says, I see the beams of the roof. Baltanya said, I don't see beams. I see the letters, Kuvav Reish Kaira. That's what I see. And he says, look at you. I don't see, what do I see? You see men? I don't see men. I see Mem Nunda Lamed. I see, the, you know, the, name, the letters, Menachem Mem. If you had good, if we had good eyes, then you know what we would see? We wouldn't see a table. We would see the Aleph Bays. And what are the Aleph Bays? Tyra. It's Tyra. Tyra is just permutations of the Aleph Bays. Ultimately, what are the Aleph Bays? Just Shemus Akdashim. That's really what we would be seeing. Anything that we encounter in life, we think, we think of Torah in the following way. This is the way we think of it. Is that we have life, we go through our inyanim, we have questions back and forth, and sometimes we need the Torah to navigate us to help us to determine what questions we have. And sometimes the questions we have to ask are not a shulchan or a question. So it's like it's just a matter of like, go left, go right. Should I take the job? Not take the job. It's not a, it's not a, it's not a sogia. There's no sogia about it. It's just my life. Every, but, the, but, the answer, but the truth is that's, 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 that's because we don't have good vision. The truth is that every single piece of reality, when you peel away the layers, what is it in truth? What it is in truth is tire. What it, what it truly is is tire. And every single decision that we have to face, and every single experience that we have, as mundane as it might seem, be'emes is tire. Be'emes is the sogi tire. The, the sight of the Rambatumim was, says the Rogachev, I think, is that the Pshat What's Nevoah? Nevoah is like you're doing your thing, you have a message from God, like do this, don't do that. The Pshat of Urmatum is that the Kain Gadol had the eyes to be able to see reality as it truly was. And all of a sudden, the, 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 the question of Alei, Loi Alei, should I go, should I not go? It wasn't just, okay, that's a human question, should I go, should I not go? And Hashem tells me the answer. If I go, you take, Taki, you should. The Kain Gadol by Urmatumim, the layers were peeled away from that Indian, from that, from that, uh, from that uh, aspect of human experience called going or not going. And what was revealed is that that's a sugi and tyra. That's a, that's a, it's a piece of, of shemus akdashim. It's, it's a piece of, of oisius of the aleph base. It's surufi shemus of, of the tyra akdashim itself. And when the, the kain gadol said alei, or he said loy alei, that wasn't just telling him, uh, you know, an eitzah taiva from the rabbanu shalom like kayam arashem. That, that's the reality. It was, it was a, it was a re'iyachushis. It was a mamish in a, a reality that was shining by the Kain Gadol, he saw the mitzias of what, of what, of what, rea- what, the, what the spiritual reality is behind the scenes of this person's life in which the truth appears, which is alay, alay, alay. And when that truth manifests itself, that wasn't just stam a good idea, or that wasn't even just a message from Hashem. That was the, 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 the mitzias of, of, of the Torah, the mitzias of the Aleph Beis, behind the scenes of this person's life, shining forth as Alei. It wasn't just the letters of the Chayshin that were appearing. Those letters that appear from the Chayshin were the letters behind the scenes of that person's life right now. 
because in that person's behind the scenes of that person's life are Isis and Alpes, which is Tyre itself. So, in other words, what's happening by the Chayshen is, is fundamentally a Psak Halacha. It's fundamentally what's happening is, is that the Kain Gadol is telling you what the Torah says to do. What is the reality of Torah as it is in your life in this moment? How, what, is, what, is, what is the, what is the, the Mitzias of the Yistakel Baraisa Bar Alma? What is that Araisa that's behind the scenes of your Alma at this moment? And this was not a vision. This was a, a, an, a, a clear... It wasn't a, 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 an idea put in this. This was Mamish a vision that the, that the Kohen Gadol saw. He, just like you see the table, the Baltanya saw, the, the Arisa behind the beams. So there's Arisa behind the beams, and there's Arisa behind the situations and the predicaments of a person's life. And our confusion about what to do is because we're working through the Zogia. We're working through the Zogia. We don't realize it. We don't think of it like that. We think of it we're just like going through life. But really what we're doing is we're trying to figure out the letters of the Torah that are behind the scenes of our life. The kind God will sort straight. And so, and so says the Rav Chavar, this is why the Allah is that the, 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 the vision of the kind of the Urm V'tumim can never be undone. Because it wasn't a Nevuah prophecy which sometimes, okay, Hashem changes his mind. Torah oh, doesn't, Hashem doesn't change his mind with Torah. Hashem will change his mind about what to do with Islam. But he's not going to change his mind with Torah. Torah is forever. The, 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 what the, what the Kain Gadol was telling the person was the Isis HaTorah that's behind the scenes of that person's life. And that wasn't, a, that wasn't uh, an idea. That was something the Kain Gadol saw. Because what, was, what the Kain Gadol was experiencing was the true, was the actual reality behind the reality that we see. Let's go back to the Ragachavar. It says the Ragachavar, V'sham havi begedariya. It wasn't the pshat, an idea that popped into Kain Gadol's head, even B'derach Nevuah. It was, as the Rosh and the Raman was, it was Mara HaNevuah. It was a vision of prophecy. It was something that the Kohen Gadol literally saw with his own two eyes. Just like you see the table, he saw the panemius of what the table is. This guy saw this situation in his life, or in Kali saw his life. The Kohen Gadol saw the panemius of that situation, and the panemius of that situation, or Isis HaTayra. And he had the clarity to figure out the sugya. And once he figured out the sugya, then the Mitzias itself was shining with that letter, with those letters of Alei, go. And then says the Ragachavar, Ulakach Mavur, the Gzeris and Vatumim Enachizeris. That's why the decree of the Urvatumim cannot be undone. The Chsiv Mishpat. Ratzalaimer, the Zetzim Hadin. Because what the Urvatumim was telling you was the Etzim Hadin, was the Torah behind the scenes. Ubegedem Ashavur, Yushalmi Megil, like the Gemara says in Yushalmi, Halachas, Leispatal Oilam. Nevuah can be taken back. Torah, Halachas are not taken back. Again, this is why going back to those Gemaras in Erevin. The Gemara says, if that theoretically, could, did David ask the question, you know, sh- could I be Michal Shabbos? So it says when he didn't ask him for because you have Shmuel to ask. And let's say you didn't have Shmuel to ask, you would be allowed to ask him for I turn over It's not turn over This is Riachushis. The, the Kohen Gadol was seeing the Mitzias, he was seeing the reality behind the scenes. Turn over means that I don't, see, I don't see the reality, I need a, an answer from heaven. That turn over But this is not turn over The Kohen Gadol is seeing the Mitzias. And the, mitzis, and the deeper mitzias of reality is the Torah, but it's just like it's popping out. Of, it, 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 it is what the Kohen Gadol is seeing. Therefore, when, therefore, therefore, when the Gemara says in Tmur, for example, they ask Pinchas, get us the Allah's back, but then they ask the Lazar, ask the Urvatumim, get us the Allah's back. His answer was, from, only Moshe Rabbeinu could introduce like actual, you know, actual halacha in, in this in that, in that way. Only, only Moshe Rabbeinu. But, but Avada, the, the, it's not a, a problem of Torah Vishmaini. 
Let's go back. Perhaps this is why, this is why, perhaps, the Ramam said, it has to be miyad. Miyad Why miyad? The answer is, this is the fundamental difference between, again, the response of the river Tumim versus Stam Nevuah. Stam Nevuah, you're getting messages, you're getting ideas. Okay, so I, so I get, it, it takes a second for the, for the message to come. But the whole thing of the river Tumim is like, re'iyah. Like, it, it, see, I see it. Like, this is the Metzias. Not an answer to my problem, but the Metzias itself, behind the clarity of the Metzias itself, the Torah behind the scenes of the Metzias itself is making itself known. That has to be Miyad. When seeing something is immediate, right? It doesn't take you a second. If it's in front of your face, you see it. If it's not immediate, that means he's not seeing it. Then it's just made, waiting for a message to come. That's not, that's not a Vatum. It has to be Miyad. The function of Vatum is that it has to be Miyad. Maybe this is also why it has to be one question, one answer. Once you're dealing with a laundry list, that, that, okay, now, now, you're just, now you're just trying to get you know, a, a bunch of information. In order to bring out the point, I guess you can say, that this is a, an experience of, 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 of the Koingadol is, is experiencing a reality. He's not getting information from behind the scenes somewhere. He's, he's experiencing something, then, then you only see one thing at a time. Like, I'm going to give him a bunch of, a bunch of questions... I, 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 I'm, I'm, I, the Kain Gadol tells you what he sees. And so because you're trying to get the experience of the Kain Gadol's vision, so let me see what he's seeing. I, you know, you can, if you want to see something else, okay, then I'll get in the car. I'll go somewhere else and see something else. But right now, this is what I see. Don't give me a laundry list of questions. A laundry list of questions with a laundry list of answers indicates that you're not seeing all these things. You're just getting answers from somewhere. But that's not the experience. The experience has to be a vision. It has to be a vision. <clears throat> so I asked another question. So why is it that all of this is... Um, is a clay amigdash? Why is it clay amigdash? So after all of this, it's much the inner of the Urmetumim is highlighting the shlemus of the kain gadol himself. You see, take a look at Maramukah number fourteen. This is from the Maral in Sefer Netzach Yisrael. The Maral is talking about the whole Indian of Shevet Levi, and and then by extension Kahanim, and then by extension the kain gadol. Says the Maral like this: Shevet Levi who kaidish it's not the shot that the tribe of Levi, okay, usually we think, okay, we're all living in the same space. Happens to be the Levium have a special job. And amongst the Levium, the Kahanim have a special job. And amongst the Kahanim, the Kangodla has an even super duper special job. Says the Maral, it's not the shot. The shot is Levium and then Kahanim and the Kangodla, they're living in a different space, Bakhla. They're mamish living in a different space. They're supposed to be living in a different space. Kaidesh Lashem. And they're fundamentally separate. When, the Allah is the Levim don't have a chedek in Eretz Yisrael, right? It says, Hashem hu nachlasim, Hashem is their nachla. What do you mean Hashem is their nachla? What, what, what do you mean? Like, where are they living? They're living in Hashem? Like, what does that mean? You want to tell me that, uh, that they don't have a chedek in Eretz Yisrael? Hashem will take care of them. Hashem hu nachlasim. The rest of Kalah Yisrael, their nachla is Eretz Yisrael. The Levim, their nachla is Hashem. The answer is, what that Pesach is telling you is that their mom is living in a different space. Everyone is living in a space where the table is a table. And the Levim should be living in a space where the tables shin vav lam and chasnun. That might not be highlighted by the average Levi, and it might not be experienced with the average Kain, but the Kain Gadol Ubefrat Beshasr Vertumim is expressing the shlemus of what it means, Sheva Levi is Nivdal Kadish Kachim. The whole Indian of Sheva Levi is Pshat that Hashem Hunachlosam. The shlemus of that is expressed by this in Vertumim, where literally the, the universe that the Kohen Gadol lives in and what he sees is, is the Pneumius behind the scenes of what everyone else is. We're all in Chitzainis and they're in Pneumius. 
that's not a that if, if, the halacha of Rambam the question the whole sugi of Rambam is not just like mm-hmm. okay just another way to get your answers it's 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 an expression of the shlemus of what of what kahuna mm-hmm. is and what levia is. It's interesting. Take a look at the there in the Maral. It's already late, but the Maral is talking about how all of Klai Yisrael are connected with the word Echad, and he says that the letter Aleph of the word Echad specifically refers to the Shevet Levi. So it's like it, it, it's it's altogether different. It's altogether it's Aleph is altogether different. And so this is the idea of what the Rambam is. Again, going back, this is why. Again, so so it's again the the pinimis of what the Rambam is. Is it's not just a message or just getting hadracha for a question. It's that moment of Rambam the entire uh, reality and the, and the space that we operate in completely shifts. And the Kain Gadol is now living in an altogether deeper reality of what we experience, and that's the reality of Isis, of Isis, of Shemus Takdashim, reality of Kulei Taira, of Kulei Clarity, of Kulei Echad. And that's where the answers came from, from just him telling you what he's saying. Not a, not a message, just mamish, life itself. Now, this is an amazing thing, because what this tells us, and this, it's already late, so we can't, we can't continue with this too much, but this tells us an amazing uh, side, which is that all confusion, we, we think that we're, we're in a confused situation, a person doesn't know what to do, like you need, like you, need, you need answers to come from somewhere else. The truth is, what we see from over here, from the side of Rambatum is, that the answers and clarity is baked into Mitzis itself. The suffix that we have, it's like when you open a Gemara, like the answers are there. It's just like, I just don't know how to read it. But the answers are there. So it's like the same thing with reality itself. Once we realize that reality is Tyra, then that means that the, the answers are there. Like the, it, the Kleister, like, should we go, should we not go? The Kain Gadol says, like, Mitzis, like re, reality is shining with the word go. Or shining with the word "don't go," you just don't see it. It's like we're all confused. It's like what could Hashem put us in a confusing world. We don't have eyes to see, but if we had eyes to see, we would realize that everything is mamish, smooth sailing, straight, straight, straight. It's a it's a good thing. And the kind God, we're in had that clarity, and that's what it means to be a kind. Yoru mishpatech leYakov v'serasachu Yisrael. It means the kind the kind's function in Sheva Levi is to give that clarity, and full and and ultimately the shlemus of that clarity is the realization that the path of life that that the people were confused by was itself betzim straight. So the Gemara over there talks about that. So the Gemara over there talks about that. The Gemara says they didn't ask the question properly. They should have asked, "Will we be matzliach?" The question is whether they should go or not. The answer is they should. They have, they have to ask the question properly. You have to ask the question specifically because, again, you're not getting you, you, you're getting the mitzvahs being told to you. Okay, Shem should help us. We should be zeichet to have clarity in our lives and have uh, Mashiach come and uh, answer all our questions. <laughs>